This is the audio podcast with Samuel Freeman and Scott Hewitt. Hello. Hello, world. It's Wednesday, the 20th of July. This is the audio podcast. Sam is not here. Sam has gone and instead he has been replaced by Alex Harker. Hello, Alex. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Hi, Scott. How are you doing? I'm okay, Alex. I believe you're a long time listener. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's nice to hear. Sam's going to be away for a couple of weeks because he's having a holiday, fancy to break, and other such things. So I have Alex this week and another surprise guest presenter next week and another guest presenter the week after. So it's all change, but you'll be glad to hear we're back from the car. Our journey is over and we're here. And there's going to be no time traveling or distance traveling or anything like that. We're just in a room. It's kind of normal. I'm sorry it's going to be such a dull show for you there, Alex. That's all right. That's all right. I'll deal with it. Cool. Well, don't forget, if you want to, the show notes are always are up on our wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. This is show number 21, American Things, which is cool. American Things. American Things, indeed. So, shall we get um, into the news? There's loads of news. There's no main. There you go, as you'd expect. Um, what, what's the first item here we got here? Fireworks Show HD. It's another sound effects library um, of fireworks. Do you like fireworks, Alex? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, there's some examples up here. I thought they were a little... Uh um, a little bit pedestrian, but there might be some more stuff in there. Um, I was just listening to it in stereo, but it's obviously a, a multi-channel recording um, that's gone up. So that's uh, it's the sort of thing that's uh, hard to find if you want to make a recording. It's hard to get a good recording, I guess, uh, easily, unless you've got a lot of time and equipment. I guess the problem is every time you try and make the recording, you feel compelled to go, ooh. <laughs> that, uh, could, that could be the problem. Yeah, and you think that's that's yep. for me. I can see that being a major a major difficulty. Yeah. If you're lucky, you you catch a, a show as it's going on. I think a friend of mine had a piece with some fireworks in that sounded pretty great. Um, that he just happened to be around. That's cool. November. Well, yeah. Well, fireworks show HD uh, sound effects library is available from the recordist. There's always the show notes are there, so go check them out if you want to. Um, Another one, uh, obviously it couldn't be an audio podcast episode without us talking about Spotify. <laughs> so we better quickly mention Spotify. Main thing here is obviously the fact that they're now in America. Hello, America. Great. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, as long as, you know, all the obvious Spotify uh, caveats apply about whether people are making, artists are making any money from it. But um, it seems like they've rolled it out in the same way. I that don't think the artists are making money from it, are they? Well... What what is it they say? If um, I remember, there, there was a big article a couple of weeks ago, maybe on TechCrunch or something like that, and it's to earn an American minimum wage, you need four over four million plays on Spotify a month. That that does sound uh, lightly, yeah. I think that it's hard to get the figures out of Spotify about what you make from a certain number of plays, um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely a nice to have a, a, a sort of legal way to listen stuff on demand. And um, yeah, it looks like they're going to get uh, free unlimited listening, I guess, with ads uh, like it was here in the UK for a while until they've rolled it out more uh, generally. And then I imagine, although it's not clear yet, um, that it will go to a kind of uh, more limited model like we have here now. I guess so. I, I guess um, American Spotify is obviously competing in, in the American market against Google Music Locker and the Amazon. Yeah, big cloud. names. Big names have, have come into this market now. So that's changes, a game changer. So. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, we'll have to see how they go. Yeah. We we kind of like, well, you know, we kind of like Spotify and then they change the rules and then, I'll be honest, I stopped using Spotify. Well, I'm a subscriber, so I, I have that's a slightly different enough. take on it. I, it's my main way of listening now, but... Um, you know what my uh, on-demand music service is? <clears throat> no. YouTube. YouTube. Ah, uh, well... You get a video as well of that. Like, you do get a video, but... Um, some fairly shocking audio quality at times. Yeah. 
it's from the label channels as well, actually, bizarrely. Yeah, well, love, so that's the big big change in the last few years is that the labels have been getting wise to uh, the fact that it's good for them to have their stuff up there. And so it's nice to get away. But uh, the quality tends to be a bit better, but, you know, it's uh, it's not great for, for listening. It's better for watching. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we're talking about uh, artists getting paid to do stuff and not do stuff. Um, a really great article that, I originally found off Tector, um, RAA Accounting, how to sell one million albums and still owe half a million. Um, the half YouTube million video, dollars, of course. Half million dollars, of course. American yeah, things. American thing. Um, we've put the YouTube, the video, the link to the YouTube video, which is by a music globalization and a guy whose oh, his, his name's not there. It, it's a it's a lawyer. He knows what he's talking about. Basically, he works with uh, yeah, he works with uh, in the entertainment, entertainment industry, industry isn't he? So advising artists. Um, yeah, I check this out. I think the best thing about this is that. Um, he makes uh, whether or not the figures are particularly realistic. Um, I'm not sure, but he's certainly giving you an insight into things that people don't know to look for on a contract. And he's giving some sort of real hints as to if you're going to sign a, a label contract, what you want to to check out. And I think that's really valuable um, because I think a lot of people, if they're in the position of getting a contract, you know, they're so excited about it that that's what they forget to do. I guess the the main point of the video is just that the label will the label will appear to be taking a lot of costs onto itself when in reality all of those costs are being applied to your cut of the ever of the yeah. potential profit. Yeah, and a, if you fail to make the potential profit, you would technically end up with a, a debt. Exactly, because you're being advanced money to make the album and advanced money in lieu of the money that you're you're supposed to make. So if you're on a royalty deal, you're, you're not getting paid to make an album. You're in fact just uh, getting a big big fat loan against your future earnings, which you then have to make. So I guess the key thing is to know that whatever your deal is, what you're promising to earn is realistic, you know. That's cool. Um, just before we move away from that article, would you agree with me that he is well and truly rocking that kind of uh, kind of sleeveless kind of tank top sort of thing? Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a certain vibe. Uh, you it's know. nice, isn't it? I like that. But this is the remake video, so um, I'm, I didn't see the uh, the look of the first one. I, I don't think he was wearing remade that. it for, for production value, so maybe he said he, he got about 75 cents off uh, his, his ads and that he put it into production, so maybe it went into outfit. Maybe maybe so, I guess so. Do you, he'd probably be better if he put it on Spotify and then he could, people could listen to it, maybe? That's well, it. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Have we solid? Anyway, there we go. Uh, it's obviously, it's you know, if you're in America, it's a serious story. We just made it fun because that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do, basically. Uh, what else we got here? Um, from Infostatics, tender noise, sensing and mapping the ambient noise in San Francisco. Um, it, yeah. It, I thought it was kind of an interesting article. It was basically just talking about uh, this guy's going around and mapping the noise level by attaching microphones to street signs and the kind of health and safety impl- implications of that kind of thing, keeping the noise level to a sensible point. No. Yeah. It also has a cool graphic, actually. Which the I graphic is nice. cool. It reminds me of the kind of uh, information is beautiful kind of thing, uh, you know, uh, visualizations of data. That's uh, quite uh, interesting. I guess uh, I'm not exactly sure what his uh, what his point is about noise. I mean, it's always difficult to talk about noise levels and environmental noise because it depends really what, what you find offensive to listen to. That's, yeah. uh, that's the difficulty there. When you talk about things that are offensive to listen to, um, I that's perfect link. Into it's perfect video. link here. Um, a little blast of it there as well for us all as well, which is nice. Or well, you may, maybe you didn't get it. I don't know. But um, 
I know a lot of people were very interested in our discussion about Rebecca Black, and then a lot of people shared the pain that we shared when Friday was no longer available on YouTube momentarily, and then it appeared again, which was all fine. But I'm sure that everybody will be very excited, and they're probably already aware of this, the fact that the new Rebecca Black song, My Moment, is now available and was released yesterday. It's an independent release, not label-supported, though we have our suspicions about how non-label supported it's it is. A, it's a pretty glitzy video and um, yeah, there's a lot of tuned up video. recording for a, for a, 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 you know, a, a non-label release. You know. yeah. But it's there, so you can listen to it. Now, it at is this there. Point, I, I made it through 48 seconds, I think, before I had that's pretty, to. That's pretty good effort. Um, that's part of the reason Sam isn't here today, basically. He, uh, he, you know, he, he doesn't want to be here to talk about Rebecca Black and she's going to turn up again in the show. I think maybe, maybe I have more tolerance because I somehow managed to avoid... Uh, the entirety of the Friday YouTube experience. Um, I, I managed to maybe hear it a couple of times by accident. But That's cool. uh, well, go go. You know, if you want to go check it out, you can do it. It's a news item because because we're just attached to the story. It's just fun. Um, I'm also in a position to be able to suggest that there is actually a an EP on the way as well. Wow. So that's going to be pretty awesome for us all. Uh, all right, but but that's it. Um, let's move on. Oh, I feel much better. This is a cool story. Now, obviously, what's cool is everybody's talking about space right now because the shuttle's on its way back, um, landing maybe Thursday or something, is it? I think it is. I, I don't know. It, sure. I, the shuttle's back on Thursday, and that's the end of the space mission. Let's not talk about... It's not the end of the space mission. It is the end of the space mission. I don't know. Hey, we're in the UK. We don't even put people in space, so it doesn't really matter to us. But this is cool. Um, a, a Kickstarter project, which is called Sampling Space, Making Music in Orbit, and they're looking for $20,000 to, to send a satellite into space, and then they're going to interpret information it sends, data it senses, to make music from it. That's wow. cool. Alex, have you ever made music in space? I've never made music in space. I've Would done that be some pretty odd like things. Do? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it could be. Uh, yeah, but I guess, uh, as they say, they they need money to to get data from space, and that's um, that's what they're asking for um, to try and help them do that. So I guess if you're into making music from space, you think that's something you want to support. This is a link to check out. And this data, the data they gather, is going to be available for people to use in any way they want to, which is kind of fun. So we could see a whole load of it's just another data source to have some more cool visualizations and audio made from yeah That's no i think that it's great that putting out the the stuff so that uh you know whoever wants to take that and, and see what's interesting to make from it cool. can so obviously if you well you can go check it out i think it's quite a cool project if you want to back it then you can back the project and donate um a minimum one dollar is the minimum it's always fun to have a look down the list here and see um is there anything cool for ten dollars you get a kind of mission patch which is pretty sweet i think uh fifty dollars always when oh no I don't know what you get for it. It doesn't really make sense, wait Oh, you get a photo of you and a friend with the satellite for $50. Wow. Okay. Um, at the very bottom here, $500. For $500, Alex, I know you're interested here. Um, always wanted to go into space, but aren't a boy band member with millions to burn. At this level, you get all the above rewards, plus your name or a very brief message will get incorporated into the satellite hardware. Your name will orbit the Earth. Wow. One for the egos out there. De- definitely so. I... I that, it always makes me smile these things because Kickstarter projects are ace when you like give a whole load of money and you get something and so often it's ridiculous things like that which I think is great. Like, yeah. I mean obviously no one's gone for that yet because they, they've got $405 uh, looking right now. And six or six are remaining. So that's a... Yeah. So, um, so you could be the only name orbiting the Earth I guess at the moment. Yeah. That's, that's, that could be pretty cool. There we go. Um, yeah. I think we should move on again. How are you feeling? Are you, yeah. You're tired of being in space there? You want to 
We'll yeah. move on to something else. All right, then. Let's see what we got next. Oh, do do do. Oh, Soundhack. You remember Soundhack? I do remember oh, Soundhack. Soundhack was part of my um my experience uh, sort of going into the the weird audio world. That's cool. Well, Soundhack have released um, the Pivoc kit, which is a kit of um, uh, it's a OS X um, audio units VST RTAS or on Windows available as a VST. Um, it's pitch shift, uh, spiral stretch, peeve clop, phase mash, just a whole load of kind of plugins that do crazy things and the the way that Soundhack does crazy things. Yeah, I mean, Tom Herb's been doing this stuff for a while now um, and he's kind of got a dedication to the, the kind of more uh, esoteric side of sound design, I guess. And this is uh, obviously some stuff he's been working on since the Spectral Shapers, which were stuff that was in, in Soundhack originally and bring it to a new platform. Um, yeah, it looks interesting. People who uh, want to make those kind of noises. Yeah, it, um, available as a download, so you can try it before you buy if you want to, which is always kind of always that's, cool. I think. I think that's yeah, that's uh, becoming the way to do things now. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, well, that was nicely done. Let's move into um, move along again. The Sound Performance Lab have a, a discount running across their store at the moment. It's twenty five percent off, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it is. Um, twenty five percent off all of their kind of various bits. So. If you're looking for some SPL plugins, bits, hardware stuff, things, yeah. then you know they got a discount running right now on them. Um, that's running to the end of this month. There we go. Nothing else to say about that. The transient designer was the one that st- sticks out for me. I mean, a few people have them now, but something a bit different. Yeah, that's um, cool, as man. a plugin. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Anything else? I'd, I'd be honest. I haven't really played with any of those for a while. Shouldn't really say that. Well, <laughs> I just did. Yeah, I haven't played with any of those for a while. Um, another kind of plug-in, plug-in sample library, well, sample library kind of people, Tone Hammer, um, are no more. Well, not quite true. They will be no more as of the 31st of July, so there's 50% off everything right now. And when they cease to be no more, there are actually going to be two other companies are going to come who are actually going to pick up their entire catalog, catalog and it will all reappear anyway. Wow. So I, I don't know the reason as to what's going on. I decided not to look into it. I guess it's just a change of ownership or... Uh, Maybe they've had a disagreement. Yeah, maybe they don't like the name anymore. They're just like, no, we don't like that name now. <laughs> Tone Hammer, it's, well, it's all right. I mean, it's a cool site, but that's nothing to do with it. There you go. Anyway, so that's another t- two ways to save money. Yep. How cool is that? Cool. Oh, yeah, and now, uh, now, now talking about saving money, a good way to saving money is to not have your instrument stolen. And we have another stolen instrument kind of thing going on here. Two saxophones that have gone missing. Um, there we go. Couple of saxophones ago, missing. We never yeah. heard anything about the guitar. Plus some, uh, some specific some mics. mics. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm trying to think. Did I spot where the area was? It's um, it's UK here, and um, based in the UK. To be honest, it's the classic scenario. If you see some instruments which are being flogged off really cheap from somewhere, then they're probably nicked, and you probably shouldn't buy them because the person who owned them would probably really like them. Yeah, if you check the link, it's got all the details of serial numbers and so on. So. If you're uh, if you're picking up saxophones and you want to check out that you're not picking up these stolen saxophones, have a look. Uh, we should mention what they are really: um, a black lacquered Selmer Series Three tenor and a P Moriat PMXT Six Six RUL unlacquered tenor. It's ace that like random naming naming isn't just limited to kind of tech hardware. Is no, it? no, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a string player, so you don't get that with. Uh, with violins and things, because they're you uh, can't buy old. a uh, you can't buy a nine thousand XL RTUX HD. No, right? unfortunately, but woodwind guys have they have that sewn up, and the brass guys have that sewn up pretty well. Yeah, I'm really 
you know you can geek out on that stuff in just the same way if 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 random numbers and letter combinations is your thing it's all good it's nice that's cool all right there we go so that's a little facebook uh, request uh tc hallian vocal live 2 extreme edition the evolution of tried and true with v loop I don't really know anything about Vocal Live. Do you know anything about it? I checked out the video. It, oh, cool. it looks to be like a a loop pedal with more, a loop pedal with harmony and some delay and some reverb. Um, the demo's up there. Pretty cheesy to my tastes. Uh, I'm not sure that I want to be able to generate those kinds of harmonies uh, in real time, but it, it might be for you. Um, yeah, it's certainly impressive technology um, to put all in a pedal. Um, the sort of thing that you... Uh, Certainly wouldn't have seen five, ten years ago. Just yeah. wouldn't have been possible. Let me ask you. When I see these things, I always just think, wouldn't I just want to do this on a laptop instead? Well, that's that would be my approach as a, as a coder. I'd think, uh, why don't I just buy a cheap foot pedal and then I can program up all the things I want. But I guess, um, especially with the vocalists, they're really aiming at an audience of people who aren't so tech savvy. And maybe one, uh, there's still something to be said, I think, for having a kind of rock solid hardware solution for stuff that you know you know will work if you're gigging a gigging musician you're going to be there all the time i think so yeah i think some people really really want that um it doesn't bother me but i can troubleshoot my own problems so uh. i guess so i just um you know can you imagine like a singer on a stage it may be having to press foot pedals it's just i don't know You'd have to like choreograph it in the routine, wouldn't you? It's like yeah, uh, but I, I mean, the, the thing with the vocal looping is that it's it's pretty sort of it's pretty it's a bit cliche now. I think it's it's quite popular. Various people you can go out and see doing it, and um, yeah. So I, I guess uh, you know they've now got a market that they can sell to people who want to emulate that. Um, and you know, there's a certain kind of music coming out of that. There's some cool footage on uh, YouTube of uh, people like uh, Imogen Heap doing some loop stuff um, yeah that's true that you can go yeah, and check out right. and i guess that's inspiring people to want to, to be do able to stuff do and thing. have some hardware turns up yeah. for the job yeah cool anyway um now released and available so that's pretty cool um audio geek oh the audio geek design uh i'm sure people know of it if you don't it's a great it's a great kind of site to go check out definitely there audiogeekzine.com um the do's and don'ts of acoustic guitar recording um no alex i know that you do so you play some play acoustic so you do some recording of it yeah i have i have yep that's one of my one of my things at the moment. Yeah, so I I I thought some of these were kind of fun here. Do keep your strings fresh and the ends cut short. Fair enough. Wash your hands before and after playing. Is that a? I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, I, I, that really depends because um, uh, some people have seem to have sweat that just corrodes strings, um, and some people don't. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of gross, but that seems to be the thing. And I, uh, I've had friends who go through strings much much quicker than me. Um, so I guess that's what they're really getting at. And, uh, yeah, old strings, uh, you can, you can get a lot out of a guitar by putting a new set of strings on. You can improve the intonation if the strings are old enough. Uh, you get a lot more volume. So anything you can do to keep your instrument in better shape is, I felt a a lot of the other, yeah, I felt a lot of the other remarks were a bit kind of, um, some of them are a little bit vague, like, uh, you know, find the best tune find the best mic placement um they could be a little bit more helpful about how you might do that maybe some pointers of good places to put it i think the key to the mic placement and they do kind of allude to it is to listen but in my experience there's nothing really beating if if you're either the player and you're recording yourself or somebody somebody else is doing it having a pair of headphones on 
and listening to the mic feed and you know just being able to move the mic around at least yeah it's a lot slower if you're doing it by yourself because you tend to need to test recording and move but it's you know it's cool to have some good ideas about maybe some more unusual places to put the mic like over the shoulder to get the sound that you're listening to as as an instrumentalist rather than rather than always trying to always trying to go from the the front of the guitar which is the obvious thing to do i mean the other really uh obvious thing um i don't remember whether they mention it is yeah don't place your mics too close to the sound hole boomy guitar sounds tend to sound bad unless you really want a particular thing Mm. so the sound hole is the obvious place where where the sound's going to come out that's really not most of the time where you want to be putting a mic yeah um, more towards the neck what what always intrigues me about um, acoustic guitar recording is that so much of the placement with a lot of people seems to be orientated around the kind of live environment like okay. and, and kind of like live performance environment yeah so as you said like recording from over the top of the shoulder you know with like some sort of high gain condenser in there that would that's be entirely impractical you, in a live yeah. environment but in the studio environment with an you up, can do whatever you great, want so. yeah um, I'd say the, the, big, kind of the big thing they miss for me um, in terms of getting great, potentially great acoustic guitar recordings is stereo recording. Stereo recording with guitar, if you want it to be the main thing in a track, you need it to be stereo, in my opinion. You know, obviously, depend, like, you know, there are no golden rules, but um, most of the time... What that kind of thing would you, would you suggest? I'm saying mid-side or more of a kind of... Any of the standard kind of techniques okay. can get, get a really good sound, but if you listen to people like john martin or something where you've got like solo guitar and voice you tend to hear that the guitar is stereo and that's where it sounds really big and huge and dominant in the track and it's hard to get that with a mono sound yeah that if if that's the main the main thing that's happening in the music uh, if you've got a band mono's fine you can fit it into the mix it's yeah, great oh no that's that's cool I like, I like that i like that a lot um as always, we, we like to have a VST kind of audio unit synthesizer every week. So this is um, this one here is from synapseaudio.com. Um, it's the EKS Pro, which is nice. I like that. It's important that they have names like this. An electronic kick drum synthesizer, $39, uh, worth a free demo as always. Runs on OSX uh, and Windows, all the way up to Windows 7. Um, yeah, there you go. It's just a plug-in that makes drum sounds, but cool drum sounds. Um, I haven't played with it directly, but I heard a couple of samples. Okay, it sounded pretty. What you know, were they so like? It sounds were pretty cool. I liked it. Kind of electro, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. But it's an electronic if that's your thing. Drum, what you, yeah, if that's what you want, you know, then that might It'd be, be very poorly named. If it was an awesome jazz bass drum, wouldn't it? It's yeah, like, you never know. <laughs> cool. All right, let's go on. Um, p- part of the motivation behind our title, uh, American things. Uh, the beat thang is this kind of by by a guy called Dallas Austin. Is this kind of cool? kind of effects looping sequencer does all kind of toy um the advertising looks awesome to be honest um it's available in america exclusively through best buy best buy do you think of them as like best buy aren't a i don't think i'm for musical instruments that's no. kind of like going to comet or curries for people in the uk um but anyway they have a facebook competition where you can win one but you have to be in the states to enter it so so states listeners yeah, so good you can go have a look at the link, guys. and if you're in America, you'll see something. If you're in the UK, you'll see, sorry, you can't enter this, which is nice. Um, their actual website, though, has a whole load of information about it, which is kind of cool, and it, it does look cool. There, there, is, there, there is an interesting story to this, a little bit older, which you might want to look into, but this is, a, um, this is a product which is now real, but has been vaporware for a long time. Wow. They had like a fake launch. Well, fake launch is the wrong way of putting it. There was a, this product will appear launch, Okay. And it never appeared. I like, think two we years might ago. have one of those coming up later. 
Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe I misread it. No, maybe yeah. so. Cool. Yeah, there you go. It does look cool, though. I'm saying, l- let me just ask you, Alex, here, this kind of blue highlighted things with keys and buttons. Does that work? Yeah, cool? I mean, it looks uh, it looks kind of uh, futuristic in, a, in nice. an ele- electronic kind of way. Do you think you have to wear shades because the lights are so bright? Because I noticed in all the pictures he wears shades. Yeah, shades room? and some... Uh, giant some headphones. Giant headphones uh, are, I think, compulsory for using this product. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's fair enough. For me, I just wouldn't be able to do that. You wouldn't be able to pull that look off. I wouldn't be able to pull that look off. Basically. I think the problem. I've seen your headphones, and your headphones are a bit too big. Um, you know, they're, they're maybe th- probably thirty years too old for this yeah. product. Yeah, I, I think that's I think problem. that's right there. You know, well, you know what? I'm in the UK, so I can't buy it anyway. So that's fine. So yeah. it's fine. You, you know can I mean? just obviously keep they got the market just right there. You know. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, something I well, something I could buy if I wanted to at some point. Um, Roland Jupiter Eight. The manual is now available. Jupiter 80? Jupiter 80, sorry, yes. Sorry, yeah. Jupiter 8. That, That's a that totally different... Uh, I that, don't even know that, if that exists. Maybe it doesn't. Some Who knows? Tellers. Um, Jupiter 80, though, uh, the owner's manual's there, and it has a full spec of the synthesis engine and the, the the audio routing inside the machine, so you can actually see, get a really kind of detailed, strong idea as to what you'll be able to do with it, which is cool. Manuals are kind of fun to read as well, I always think. You know? Do you yeah. read manuals? Well, or? yeah. I mean, sometimes they're good for the uh, the translations. Sometimes they're useful. Um, I am a little bit of the you failed if you're reading the manual school, um, but recently, um, yeah, uh, digital performer defeated me on that one, and I just had to bite the bullet and start actually learning stuff from the manual. Fair enough. Cool. That, that's um, you know, I'm going to segue us because we got this Roland product, and we're going to go to another Roland product. And as I had there, they're both hardware. Hardware, things. old school. They're, they're both hardware things that you could do in could do on a computer and software. So the other item is the Roland R1000 48 track rec- uh, recorder slash player. It's a you know solid state, I believe. He says that out loud without thinking, but, but um, it's a hard disk recorder. Isn't yeah, it? it's a it's a hard hard disk. I I can in my mind went blank whether it was hard disk or solid state, but it's essentially a a data recorder where you just record into it and it records stuff. Yeah, I mean this and goes back to what I was saying. Was a cool synth. Do we, do we need these hardware things? I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. There are going to be people who just want a rock-solid piece of hardware. And, I mean, hardware now is really just uh, it's just a computer with firmware rather than software, more yeah. or less. But, um, you know, you know it's going to work. Um, you'll see that in some of the other uh, videos and so on, things like the sound devices. People who work in those industries, they want something rock-solid that you can literally probably drop and it will, it will still fine. do the job. Although I wouldn't advise you to. Yeah. It does have some cool features. I'm saying you have a, a MADI, MADI linkage available to it. Um, also, a React, uh, the Roland Ethernet audio communication, which is kind of cool. So rather than having to use analog states, you can just use an Ethernet. Yeah, you Ethernet can get a lot of channels in and out with those kinds of things. A lot more conveniently. Kind of cool. Yeah, 500 gig hard disk, so 20 hours at 44.1. I presume you can put a bigger hard disk in and get more than 20 hours. Well, you would hope, wouldn't you? I'm saying yeah. a bit of Seems a, bit a little of bit old school like, to be like half a terabyte. Yeah. But then why can't the disks come out? I'm saying when, maybe maybe the disk does come out. I don't see the gap. Maybe it's down at the front. Sure. Well, maybe not, you know what I'm saying? With the disk. You'd want the disk to come out. Like, I would. I'd want to be able to pull that disk out because you don't want to spend time transmitting transferring it across some sort of thing no um you just want to push it into the system and start editing on it but then it probably has some sort of weird file system who knows i think it's just broadcast wave because it was in broadcast i mean in in terms of storing like the 500 gig drivers are going to be fat 32 or fat 32 or something like that is it 
So, hey, you know, um, I kind of I don't like know. It. I mean, I find uh, recently, you know, a lot of people are just moving over to the, uh, you know, it's a hard disk in a machine. When you open it up, it's got some folders. Uh, I think it, I'd be I'd be really surprised if they were using some proprietary format. That that would be crazy to me. Yeah. I reckon you just get you know forty eight mono files in a folder for each project, something like that. Yeah. Hopefully, that'd be nice and easy to use. To be fair, like I'm I'm looking through bits bits of the sites here as we're talking, and I'm kind of seeing a couple of really kind of key. Ah, removable hard disk, hard removable. disk. Yep. and we, removable we SSD. We both spot it at the same time. But what I am seeing here is a really cool feature, which is they're demonstrating the use with one of their live uh, with the M480 desk, which we, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But um, the the idea being that you can do the live show, but then do the multi-track recording, and all you have to do is straight use out, cable of desk. Well, out of the desk. Well, that's what people want, isn't it? Yeah. And that's Food a great way of doing of that, isn't it? You don't you don't need a record engineer. You can just do a... You, know, you can just run your your show straight to disc, um, you know. As long as your gains aren't clipping, I guess you get straight recording of the direct yeah. hits or something, and then you can mix it later. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. Man. That's a good idea. I like it. Cool. I'm um, talking about sound cards. Um, uh, Motu have brought out another 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 sound card, the Microbook. Um, looks pretty cool. I thought. Yeah, um, I guess the neat things are either advertising it as something that fits in your pocket, although mm-hmm. I kind of the guy in the video has a pretty large pocket, I reckon. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm not sure how realistic that is, but it is small, um, and I guess they're going for a different market with this because it's minimal ins and outs, um, but it's got onboard DSP, um, which looks kind of like the stuff you get in the in their software. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, they've got QMix again, all of the. Uh, Q-mix, all oh the yeah. normal stuff. Q- um, Qmix built into it, and um, an EQ and compression. Yeah, something that's something that no, I noticed. I was kind of intrigued about it. It has uh, four channels in on TRS on quarter inch jack, which are balanced. But I also noticed that it actually has kind of the mini jack in outs as well. Yeah, in, well, again, I think me. this is all about um, going for a market who, which is maybe uh, m- more of an amateur. Yeah, um, maybe they'd call it semi pro, but I, I think the semi pro stuff is really. Uh, going to be up a level on this going for that kind of market getting people interested in better sound in yeah. and out of their uh, their laptops yeah no, that's, that's pretty that's pretty cool I like it and clearly the book that you know the book thing is all about appealing to laptop users yeah pretty much primarily and, and only I don't think anyone's going to be buying one of these for their desktop machines no I guess not though. that's cool well you know I mean we, you know, our feeling about Motu hardware is now, and everybody knows the show's on. We record the show through Motu hardware. We drag it around everywhere with us. We've never had a problem with it. There we go. Cool. Uh, where to next? Oh, t- Tenoria. Uh, this is an iPad, um, a, a kind of iPad item they're building here, which is um, music that listens to you. So your score, you have to score on your iPad, and as you play through, it turns to pages. Yeah, I mean, play. this is what I was alluding to, because it doesn't seem like this actually exists yet. Mm. Um, it's it's a kind of holding page for something that they they seem to be in the process of making. In fact, they seem to be advertising for uh, developers, so they have jobs uh, with that company. If that's the kind of thing. Now, that I have actually you. heard there is a demo of this. There is there is a a version of this running. Okay. And, um, I don't know. Uh, there's certainly no obvious link to it on this website. Yeah, I, I know it's not available. Um, I know of a demonstration of this that was done. Sure. And it looked like. And the kind of coverage I heard kind of talked about it working. Yep. But then I wondered whether it was working. Because from what they're talking about jobs-wise, it sounds like they're they're talking about wanting iOS developers and stuff like that. 
And I wonder if the situation they have is they have a kind of remote desktop method of doing this right now that does work. Yeah, I wonder and if just they... the iOS development to finish it off. Maybe they, um, they have the core technology. I, I would imagine that, you know, if they're demoing it, they have to have the stuff that, that does the listening. Otherwise, yeah. you couldn't run a demo. Also, if you're going to start advertising it in any way, it would be kind of useful to know that you have that bit in place. So maybe what it is is that they need more expertise on the uh, kind of interface uh, sort of user experience end of things and that's what they're looking for see I don't know. it's interesting you talk about that because what kind of um how i always think how would you want this to actually work because when i if i'm playing off some music i quite i'll quite often have a point where i'm planning on turning the page and that's that right will be like that will almost inevitably not be at the last note on the page yeah i'll, I'll like have an idea i'm going to pre-turn this or i'm going to remember the next couple of bars and then turn at this point here where there's a gap where you can make or the page turn work. late Yep. And one of the, I think, yeah, one of the, the, the perils of being a page turner for, for pianists, especially in music that's complex to read, is that even if you're following, uh, you know, you get paranoid that any kind of movement of the head, any nod means turn now. And uh, yeah, if you get anyone gets flustered in that situation, uh, all kinds of manners of things can go wrong. I, uh, I avoid absolutely being the page turner for anybody. And I definitely avoid that situation where it's like, oh, we're going to start the concert, but we need somebody to turn pages. Oh, yeah. Last minute page turner is oh. not a good one. Yeah. There's so many things. And you basically you sit there, don't you? It's like you're there and you're kind of following the music and everything's good. And then you're like, you get to like maybe, I don't know, five or six bars from the end. And it's like, now? Maybe now? Yeah. Maybe now? Was that head nod? That head nod? Uh, I'm just going to turn the page. Do I stand up early? It's complicated. A lot of people and a lot of musicians I know uh, prefer to be playing themselves than page turning in terms of nerves. They they really get nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But, uh, you know, maybe this is going to sort it all out. I guess they uh, they must have thought about that somehow. Maybe you get some options about turn early, turn late, that kind of thing. I guess yeah, so. Yeah, or maybe you tell it. You just, as you go along, you can just be like, turn now! <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how it works. You play. You're just yeah. playing. And then you just shout, Turn! Yeah, and it just turns. Like that would be fine. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what people want. Um, n- totally non-obtrusive technology. No, that's that's it's the future clearly. Yeah, but we'll know when it comes out. Definitely. Or when uh, more demos emerge. I guess the thing that makes me really smile about this kind of technology is while the page turning is really cool, if you're going to buy an iPad, that's like hundreds of pounds. Yep. So you can probably hire a lot of music for that amount of money. On paper. Sure. So I, a bit of me does wonder if these kind of like it's a really obvious thing to do with the technology and the technology exists and the iPads obviously are yeah I mean I guess the really big question uh, in terms of making this work is how do people get their music or the music they want to play on this thing because uh, you know however good the the listening is the listening technology the page turning decisions whatever they're doing there um, if you can't get the pieces you want to play it's not really going to be useful to you as much more than a sort of gizmo yeah. for parties Cool for party tricks, though. Cool for party tricks. What would also be ace for party tricks is if you could, like, you know, interfere with the, uh, interfere with the, the, the it, item. If you could have, like, a sort of two turns. or three page turns, yeah. random page shuffle. Kind of that sort of thing would be nice. Yeah. Backwards page turns. You could, like, program it to go forever, and it just constantly turns Just keep turning, yeah. To different things. To a repeat mark. Yeah, yeah. So no one notices, yeah. It changes a little bit, so, you know. Like algorithmic, you're thinking. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that'd be cool. And, yeah, maybe some design ideas for the uh, for the development team there. 
Yeah, I think so. I th- I'm sure they will listen to these these ideas and take them on board, and we're of seeing course. that kind of thing. Now. I hope so. Uh, those ideas are available for free. I'd, I'd like it to be some sort of cool name, though. Like have the uh, the crazy the crazy audio pad- audio podcast show mode. That'd be nice. That's snappy as well. That would fit yep. easily on the button. So <laughs> that's a good name for them, I think. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, we're towards. Well, we are actually towards the end now, Alex. I know that you're, uh, you know, first time presenter, so you may not be aware of the fact we've made it to the plunder. The plunder, yeah, you this are. stuff's good. We made it to the plunder. This is uh, stuff that doesn't quite quite qualify as news, but we just can't let you miss. Um, the first one's actually sensible. The first one is good. Yeah, I watched this. Uh, the Sandworks uh, collection, The Sound of the Transformers, uh, Dark of the Moon. It's a Vimeo video. That's right. You can it's, get the link from uh, the wiki. It's always. all about, uh, you know, the sound design for that film. Um, key, the, the best moment for me was uh, they're, they're recording all kinds of guns um, and, and firing for their impressive soundtrack. Um, and there's just that one moment where you get the, the shot of the sand devices. And I think there are two or three of them stacked up and all the lights go red because it's just too, too much. Weird. It's just too loud. Too they can't capture that much firing. That much uh, is too much. That, that's about four minutes in four if minutes you just in? want to cool. skip to the highlights. For me, that was the best bit. Yes, I, like. I, I like the way that they're, they're firing off. I'm saying they're, they're firing off some sort of medium caliber machine gun and it's just ejecting cases out of the side and they're just flying all over a set of mics. Yeah, I was loving... Nice. I, I had a problem with one of my, uh, well, I don't have many mics, but I have a, a sort of cheapish condenser and I had some problems with moisture in it and I, I was reading up about that kind of thing in, in the summer and I was just thinking, uh, you know, these guys, either they have enough money not to care or they just don't care about these mics, you know, and that kind of, because those mics look pretty expensive to me. Uh, well, if you're using a sound device, sound device as recorder, you you've you've got, got your got seven thousand pounds or whatever it is in dollars, or, or you know, to to buy a recorder, you're probably going to have some mics that you got to put some it. good mics to match it, haven't you? It's kind of fun. I'm saying quite clearly the as, as I look at the video now because we can't play it because it's just too much hassle to check. People won't go berserk on us if we do play things, so we just don't play them. But um, the thing I really love about the video is the way there's just a shot of like Americans shooting guns. Yep, that's and, the, and one of them's wearing like what one is wearing a baseball cap, the other a Stetson. It's it's like, it's pretty it's, good. It's just beautiful as a as a shot. It's like yeah, I, I just presume from this shot that this is what every American sound engineer looks like, a sound designer. Or sound I'm not sure they're like. the sound. I think they have guys in to to fire the guns, um, but I'd like to think that that's a, a sound engineer the firing guns. the guns as well. Maybe. So we we know from today's stories that they look they have two looks. You, they either wear shades constantly and headphones and that kind of like leather jacket thing, or else it's a Stetson and a gun. That's right. Yeah. Which category would you be in? Uh, I think the shades and the, uh, the, shades. And the headphones, unfortunately. I'm going to go for the Stetson and the gun. Okay, well. Me. Well, because we established I can pull off the shades and the headphones, so yeah. it leaves me no other option, really. That's yeah. cool. Um, our final item of plunder, and this is, this is, compl- well, the reason for this, is, this inclusion is because it solves a couple of problems for us. So, um, there's a new Katy Perry song out last Friday night. There's a video out for it as well. Um, let's not say anything else about those things, really. It's just there. <laughs> you can get the video. There we go. But the key points about this video is it answered for me a couple of questions. Now, these questions, Alex, that I had was, first of all, where's Rebecca Black? Because where, you know, where is Rebecca Black? Yeah. And when I'd, been curate, when I'd been sorting the show out, you know, I did that on Monday, Tuesday, and the video, the new song hadn't been released. So I was really concerned as to where she was. Yeah, what's she been doing? Friday had been removed from YouTube. Yep. You know, I just heard about legal cases. There was, there was a lot of fear in my mind. Now, 
you would be surprised though to discover that I think about other pop, other pop stars as well. Okay, who, do you, who would you be thinking about? Scott? Well, I was thinking about Hanson. Hanson, yeah. Hansen, yes. Everyone remembers Hanson. Yeah, from and back in the day. I, I thought about Kenny G as well because wow, that's a bit of a leap there. Well, the reason for Kenny G is I have a Santa that plays "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." Uh, yep. And um, I ended up playing with this Santa. I just pressed his hand and he plays the song, and that yep. made me think of Kenny G, obviously. Okay, that's, yeah. That's the reason for this. So I had these concerns. You know, just where are these guys? What are are they doing? Yeah. And then the Katy Perry video informs me that they all live next door to her. Wow. Which is fantastic. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? So anyway, if you check out the next Katy Perry video, we kind of ruined it slightly because at the end of it, it kind of credits them. It's like six minutes long or something. Yeah, I mean credits. And through the show, through the thing, you're going to be like. Is that that? Is that that? Is that that person? And then at the end, it confirms them all. But the Kenny G's really obvious. Yeah, I Rebecca mean, Black's really obvious. If we don't mention it, though, it's possible that you know people won't get that far through the video. I, I think That's I got crazy. two minutes into this one, and then I had to skip a bit because I knew what was coming up. But um, you know, depending on your tastes, obviously. Yes, that's true. That's true. It's cool. There is another person who's in something else, actually, who's in who's part of it. Yep. And we haven't mentioned them. So we won't mention them. There's two people actually. There are a few people, and yeah. you know, I the think whole cast is like celebrities doing weird things. Yeah, they've they've got like some pretty good links. You know, they've obviously cashed in a little bit on the Friday thing, and yeah. some other lines in the uh, the acting either side. Um, so yeah, we can leave people to check that out. So there's some mystery still there. That, that's cool. They're like that. Yeah, I think they're like that. I'm I'm happy about that. And with that, we've made it to the end of the show. Great. Okay then. All right. So you've been having that much fun there. That's, you know, <laughs> such enthusiasm. Don't forget, um, if you want to check out anything, you can get all the show notes are at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. This is number 21. If you want to complain bitterly about anything, that's fine. Uh, send us an email. You can get the links off the website there. Um, show at theaudiopodcast.co.uk. Sam's not been here, so if you want to put them for the attention of Sam, that's ideal because you won't have a clue what the, what you're talking about. Which would yeah, be nice. that would be fine. That's cool. Otherwise, you know, I might answer them. If you want to... Um, how about Alex? If they want to check out your stuff, how can they find out about you? If they want to check out my stuff, uh, I'm Alex Harker. They can Google me. It's uh, alexanderjharker.co.uk. Very cool. They can see what I've been up to. Um, I'm, as always, I'm Scott Hewitt. Uh, don't forget... Um, We've been talking about Friday, but it's Wednesday. It's the audio podcast time. So next week, Wednesday, maybe Thursday. It should be Wednesday, though. The next show will be out. Otherwise, have a great week and see you later. Bye. Bye.